Okay, first and foremost, we are not mental health professionals. We are here to share our experience, but we can't give you medical advice. If you're experiencing a crisis, please reach out to a local or national resource. You can reach the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or find additional mental health resources on the ABA website. Now Hello. That was loud. Why am I just a blip? Oh, there I am. <laughs> Why can't you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Test, test. This is the engagement episode. <laughs> We're engaged. We're engaged. Yay. That sounds awful. Like, that just gives me anxiety. Yeah. Like, the oh. words, like, I'm engaged. I'm like, no, back yep. away. Nope, never happening. <laughs> never happening. Uh, hello, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mensana, Emotion for Mental Health. I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And this is a podcast dedicated to reducing mental health stigma in the legal industry through weekly conversations. I like how we've just settled into like you saying that I part know. and me saying my part. It's yep. like it was just like a natural a natural settling. Yeah. We're like baked together now. Yeah. As a result of our engagement, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like a like. When my brain hears me saying it, my brain is like, okay, we're in podcast mode. Like, (laughs) let's go. You click in and click out. Yeah. It's like a slow transition into podcasting. Yeah. Well, here we are podcasting. This is um, sort of part three-ish of our resource episode. Um, Kind of a continuation of a very long exploration of different resources, statistics related to resources, access issues, different applications we like, different therapeutic experience we've tried different medicinal things we've tried yep um yeah so like we said last time we we were envisioning this being one episode but obviously here we are week three (laughs) um this will hopefully be um the final episode in what is this sort of high level exploration of resources at large obviously we're going to keep on continuing to talk about resources um obviously especially in like our journeys and stuff because we're using those resources but um we're thinking about talking to some of the resources that we're going to cite today um and in the previous episodes maybe try to bring them back on the show for an interview so stay tuned for that this is going to be an ongoing exploration yeah uh, yeah. And before we dive into this episode, I wanted to let everyone know, in case you don't follow us on Instagram, first and foremost, go do that at Emotion for Mental Health. I'm going to say that every time I mention Instagram. Um, <laughs> You're in podcast mode. That's exactly. You do. Exactly. Uh, in case you guys don't follow us on there, I wanted to let everyone know that we just had a really awesome conversation with Heidi K. Brown, who I think I had mentioned on a previous episode. Uh, She is the author of a book called The Introverted Lawyer, and she also wrote a book called Untangling Fear in Lawyering, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we had a conversation with her. She's super awesome. As it turns out, she's going to be in Richmond in February. So she has agreed to come to the studio and record an episode with us. We are really, really excited. It feels like... So excited. Yeah. I mean... Serendipitous is the word we used. I feel like that was such an apt... Yeah. Word. Like, yeah. join our book club. I also yes. need to join our book club because I need to finish the therapy <laughs> book that I'm reading first because I'm the kind of person who can't, I can't read like three books at once. I've no, tried that. Mm-mm. It's distracting. I can't do it. So I need to finish The Body Keeps the Score, which I will update you guys on too, which I'm very also excited to yes. share about. But I am even more excited by far about Heidi coming on the show. We should add a new segment 
that's called book club book club and whatever book we're currently reading we just like give an update about it and if the listeners want to read along with us they can i love that what do you guys think let us know if that's a good idea if you want to join our little virtual book club here because honestly the next three books in my lineup have to do with mental health which yeah probably isn't surprising but like i know i don't know (laughs) yeah but so i'm really excited for heidi to come on i think that it's going to be a really interesting conversation um one thing that i think is really cool about this book the introverted lawyer that i just started reading is that Heidi really dives into the differences between shyness, introversion, and social anxiety. I think those are three different terms that very often get sort of wrapped into one and we forget that they can be distinct terms and distinct personality traits or distinct feelings. Um, And so I'm learning more about myself where I thought I had become more introverted, but I think I am still generally an extroverted person, but I have slowly, well, I have had a lot of social anxiety recently and maybe was even a little bit shy. So I think I'm learning more about myself as I read through that that those different discussions in the book. So I'm excited to have her on to talk to you guys about it. Please, if you're interested, read along with me. The book is like $12 on Amazon. It's very affordable. It comes through Prime so you can have it within two days and we can read it together. And then we'll all be prepared for the conversation with Heidi when she joins <laughs> us next month. Our riveting book discussion. Yes. Okay, well, you guys know that we always start with an update to our mental health journeys. Yes, hang on one second. Okay, we're back. Better to be safe than sorry. (laughs) I thought my microphone was low, and I really wanted to make sure you guys could hear me loud and clear. (laughs) I mean, you're very quiet, so, like, we're going to need to jack that up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just naturally (laughs) a quiet person. You're very quiet and introverted, yes. Yeah. To the the most fitting adjectives I can think of. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right, updates on mental health journeys. You want to go first this time? We'll shake it up. Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Um... I have been, well, to be perfectly honest, I've been like a little bit feeling a little bit depressed lately. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just kind of been in a slump and I was feeling okay. And I talked about it last time, how I thought it was just because of the holidays. And then I thought it was just because I was tired from traveling. And now it's just kind of not really like letting up. Um, I was fine today, but over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've, just been slowly feeling like a little bit lower and lower. And so I have an appointment with my psychiatrist to talk to her about it. I, I mean, that's kind of it. Like that I've been sort of blah lately. I've been yeah. trying to like relax more and take more time for myself. But then it kind of feels like that's all I'm doing. And then I'm like lonely and yeah, it like feeds into it. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And so like uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day I took the day off from work. We were closed and I like had plans to do stuff and I just ended up not doing anything. I did go to Trader Joe's and go grocery shopping, which very exciting. honestly it was great. I got <laughs> a lot of good stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just been kind of like blah, like uh, I don't know if it's the cold weather or if it's just yeah a slump, but I, I, I will be very clear that I don't feel as depressed as I did last year like I will stand by what I said last time um I still feel better than I did before but I I don't know the last couple weeks have just been like low I would say yeah well I mean good for you for having like the wherewithal and the energy to like reach out to your psych you know like even in that slump because I feel like that's when it's hard like if you're like 
feeling depressed and withdrawn and not wanting to do anything it seems like the opposite yeah you know that asking for help would be the opposite of that so that's yeah, good like recognizing like, it in yourself and like knowing when it's time to like reach out yeah I've been trying to like work out more and force myself to leave the house and do things and it just like like isn't getting better so yeah I figured it was I mean I already had an appointment scheduled my, with my psychiatrist anyway because I have monthly checkups with her because I'm still like uh, monitoring my medication especially because the ADHD medication is still kind of new um but so I'm wondering if it's maybe like an interplay with the ADHD medication now that my body's gotten a lot more used to it because I don't know if I told you guys this, but when I first started taking it, um, I was not taking it every day. I was only taking it during the week. And I talked to my psychiatrist about that. And she said that this particular ADHD medication is not meant to be taken like that. It's meant to stay at a certain level in your system. So I have been taking it every day. And so now I don't know, like for the last month is probably the first month I've really been taking it consistently like that. So I don't know if maybe now my body is like adjusting to that and it's somehow interacting with the Lexapro or maybe it's just like external factors and it's just a slump and everything's fine. I just, I don't know. It kind of sucks when you like feel so good for a little while and then you like all of a sudden don't feel good anymore. Especially when it comes like seemingly randomly. Yeah. Not like some like discernible event precipitated it. Yeah. And it was kind of like a slow up creep. Like it didn't come on like strong. It was just kind of like, okay like this yeah like this one thing wasn't great but it was fine and then it was like a whole day wasn't great but it was fine and then it was like oh the last couple days haven't been great and now it's like the last couple weeks have really not been great yeah well I think those are all good questions to ask your psychiatrist anyway and you know if she's like no it doesn't seem like an interaction thing you kind of know like all right guess you're gonna ride out the slump yeah keep on trying to do things to make myself feel better in the meantime yeah and so it also just reinforces the fact that I need to find a therapist (laughs) (laughs) well you know I'm all about reinforcing that yeah exactly so I'm on the hunt for that as well speaking of you guys know what my updates yeah are gonna be from literally this point forward (laughs) um uh, I had my first therapy session um for this new therapist this past week And of course, I, you know, I listened to my very type A scheduled brain and I had, you know, I planned this out days in advance. I put it on the calendar. I was going to take off work early for it. And, um, you know, I made sure I knew where to go days in advance. I plotted out my Waze address, et cetera. I had like a plan, right? And um, which is, which makes my brain happy. So I usually do that. And then of course I leave, you know, 20 almost 30 minutes before when I should have just because you know I know me and I have a terrible sense of direction and I wanted to get there on time and like get there early and fill out papers and I have this plan and of course my GPS drags me out to the middle of a friggin field (gasps) in Midlothian (laughs) like I don't even and a normal person with like appropriate directional awareness may have (laughs) may have like picked up on the fact that it was a field but of course I did not I was like oh Seems like an out of like an out of scope location. Are you Michael Scott? <laughs> Do you watch The Office? No, I don't. Oh I'm sorry. my god, <laughs> is he terrible? With um, well, there's an episode where he literally drives into a lake <laughs> because his GPS takes him to the that lake, is me. and Dwight is like, "It's a lake. You're driving into a lake," and he's like, "The GPS knows," <laughs> and he just goes straight into the water. That's like that's what I'm picturing: is you just driving into the middle of a cornfield. Like, yes, one hundred percent. I don't see it. Yes, I live by the words of my GPS. 
100, when GPSs first came out, wow, I'm dating myself. I feel like my parents or something. I just remember they came out or at least became popular when I first started driving. Yes. And I spent like all of my Christmas money oh, yes. on one. It was hundreds. It was really like expensive. a Garmin or Tom Yes, Tom. it was a Garmin. It was yes. like 400 something dollars. Yep. And it was honestly worth its weight in gold. And I cannot be more <laughs> thankful for like GPS coming out when I started to drive because I don't know how I would have done it. Yes. Could you, if we had to use actual maps. I can't, Could I can't you imagine. imagine. I can't. No, I can't imagine, man. Like considering I, I drove to the middle of a field with multiple <laughs> apps telling me exactly where to go. But anyway, I, I went out to the middle of this field. That is so funny. And I like sat on the side of the road and I was like, well, I feel like it's not here. And because I was in the middle of a field, I had no service. So I was oh, like trying to call no. my doctor and one of my like biggest things and I feel like you're the same I cannot handle lateness I can't handle lateness like for myself for others especially for myself I hate wasting people's time and I know that things happen etc but and obviously I tried to do all the planning that I could yeah (laughs) but alas my brain failed me not my GPS so oh my god I was like trying to call my doctor and I couldn't get back on the road because I had no GPS because I had no service so it was rough and I ended up like Finally, my app pulled up the correct address, so I careened into the office like 20 minutes past when my appointment was supposed to start and when I wanted to get there, which was like an hour past when I wanted to get there. So I got there, and I was just fully frazzled at that point. Like, nothing, like, incites my, like, immediate anxiety more than being, like, lost. Yeah. Just freaks me out. And um, I was, like, near tears on the way there because I was late. I was lost. I was yeah. about to walk into therapy and I was like, I wanted to have a clear mind to walk in here. Like I wanted to feel peaceful and in control and I did not feel in control. I, I rolled in there and I was like, should we, should we just cancel this? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm late and we have about half the time that we normally did. And yeah, I had all these, but she was very sweet and nice. And she was okay. like, I mean, we can do like half a session. It's totally fine. You know, you're here now, etc." Um, And she was calming and I was actually able to like Good. calm myself down okay pretty quickly for me good and like get it together and I did um so therapy session wise obviously it was a um an abbreviated session but it was mostly intake and she's quite different from my first therapist so Mm. I'm trying to not judge that just by virtue of her being different and having kind of a different style um sort of like I predicted she's like very nice Mm -hmm. not to the point of like being coddly or anything at this point um but she seemed more like like a friend to me than mm-hmm. uh than a therapist. So okay. um I don't know how I feel about that yet. And all this is to say that I'm going to um I'm going to go to at least three sessions with her. Okay. Is what I told myself, and that's kind of a rule for like I don't know like anybody. I had that rule for like dates. Okay. I don't know like in my head like I can't because I'm very quick to judge. Yeah. So okay. I want to give myself that time, and especially because the first one or two sessions are usually just input, and you're not getting really any substantive like dialogue mm-hmm. in therapy um before that point so I want to keep on going um she weirdly so I'll give you guys a little update about my um physical problems to um doctors are suspecting I have endometriosis so I started to bring that up and again I'll talk about that later because we're not ready to tackle that yet <laughs> and, um I started to kind of like list my problems to her or like you know potential concerns and upcoming things and I noted that and she stopped me and she was like oh wow like I just want to let you know that I've had five endometriosis surgeries before the age of 29 and I was like oh wow <laughs> okay 
and um she sort of started talking about them and i don't know maybe i should have given the disclaimer that i like wasn't quite ready to do a, a deep dive into that um yeah. Especially because, I don't know, it was, like, one of the, like, ten things I wanted to, like, kind of talk about or work on. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Yeah. It was an interesting assumption to make without knowing um, how I wanted to handle or what level, I guess, I was in sort of discussing yeah. things of that nature. Um, it wasn't inappropriate. It was just sort of – I'm not used to, like, lots of um, – like feedback coming from a therapist they're usually okay. more of a guiding kind of thing okay. and um she was quick to tell me about like some of her endometriosis experience and also she, i don't know she told me a story about like how she came to own her own business which i asked about to be fair um but it was like a 15 minute like you know yeah st- i don't i don't know i'm not sure i don't know if that's her style like just in getting to know you maybe yeah. she likes some more conversational kind of intake um and i i mean i liked her just fine i think that she might be a really viable option for me um especially considering i have zero other options <laughs> <laughs> she might be the only yeah, option so she point. might have to be the option here um <laughs> but no so all that is to say i'm not judging it quite yet that could yeah. be her intake style it's just sort of like we're getting to know each other kind of thing and then it becomes more therapeutic focused. So we'll see. Stay yeah. tuned on that. But Well, I'm glad you made it there and I'm glad too. you're able to have a conversation with her. But I know that feeling of like you have so much pent up like energy and things that you want to say and then your time is already shortened and then it feels like that person is taking over the time that like you want to be talking. Right. And it's hard because, I mean, like you said, therapists all have different strategies and like it really is just talk therapy. Like there's no one format or there's no one right answer. And so sometimes it can be much more conversational. And like that was my problem with my two therapists that I've seen as well. Both of them, I felt like talked more than I did Hmm. in the meeting and like that wasn't what I was looking for at the time. I, I had way too much to get off my chest. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, for me, I can actually see that being valuable because I do like listening to other people talk about themselves and it helps me trust them a lot more. Yeah. If I sure. know that they can be open with me like that. So maybe it is just her style and yeah. maybe like like we're vulnerable. We'll be yeah. vulnerable together kind of thing. And yeah. I'm sure well, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. maybe if you said something to her, if like you go back next time and she does the same thing and you're like listen, that's not yeah. how I want to have this conversation or I'm not ready to talk about that thing yet. Yeah, Maybe I she for would sure be open will. to that. Yeah, that's the advice I've gotten so okay. far. And I think I will, like, if it goes there next time, yeah. I think I'm going to, like, sort of talk about, like, what I like in therapy yeah. and what kind of works for me. And, like, also this is going to be something that we're going to tackle later down the road because, I don't know, I'm still severely dissociating from yeah. myself. So uh however we want to tackle that is fine but like let it be intentional and let's just not talk about yeah your kind of extreme experience with this very scary thing in my head yeah immediately upon meeting yeah <laughs> so I think I will and again she would not know that right but like you know assumption you know anyway <laughs> yeah so yes I will be having a little mini mini combo if we if we veer that way next time but yeah that's my that's my mental health journey update cool. um stay tuned I'm going again this week for intake part two but like really excitedly I didn't cry the whole time or at all I mean I don't know if that's like a victory or not it just it just didn't happen and I was happy about it (laughs) I mean that's good if you're happy about it then I'm happy about it (laughs) (laughs) um all right 
are we gonna dive in let's dive in so i think we left off last time we very briefly so i mean the whole universe of things we covered so far is we talked about um caitlin and i's experience with therapy both virtual and in person we talked about her psychiatry experience which was also virtual we talked about some we started to talk about some other different kinds of resources i know we mentioned some like social media accounts etc we want to talk um, today a little bit about like applications that are therapeutic resources, some podcasts, um, different recovery groups, some lawyer specific groups as well, some mentions of some crisis hotlines, some evaluation tools, and then yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the whole the whole circle of the stuff that we want to cover today and kind of round out our resource discussion. Yeah, I think a lot of what we talked about up to this point is very traditional ways to get mental health treatment. But Mm -hmm. I think one of the greatest parts about the technology that we have available to us today is that there are so many other options. Um, And as we weave into this discussion, all these access issues that people face with um, health insurance and just like the general lack of available therapists that are out there or mental health providers that are out there, I think these resources that we talk about today can be a really good, at least like a bridge for something to hold you over until you find an actual provider if that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe they will be, this bridge will be like what you need and you'll kind of get the answers that you're searching for. It's interesting you say that too, because I feel like even though I am, you know, obviously engaging actively in a standard therapeutic resource by doing talk therapy in person, I still find kind of um, like back bridges that are really helpful to me. I just listened yeah. to a TED talk that I thought was honestly like really therapeutically helpful. So yeah. I don't know. It's not to say that like if you are in psychiatry or in therapy or one of the more standard forms of, you know, mental health treatment you can still like be open to learning about other things from other resources and weird ways that you can also use and be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Where are we starting in this discussion? First we have some mental health apps just generally. So there's calm headspace, ginger talk space. I know you've used a few of those. Um, Ginger, I'll just mention really quickly because I think it's kind of cool. It's more geared toward employers. So um, their goal is to help employers provide mental health resources to their employees through virtual communication. So it's a lot like Doctor on Demand that I talked about last week where you can video chat with a therapist. Um, But this would be, this would come in the form of an employer benefit program. And I think it's really awesome because I think that this industry, especially the legal industry, because there is so much stigma around mental health, I think it might actually take a company like Ginger that is focused solely and intentionally on employers to start shifting employers' mindsets around providing these types of benefits. Because it's not in your traditional benefit package. It's not something that most law firms are used to including in their benefit package. And they may not be educated on the fact that this type of resource even exists. And so 
to the extent that there's a company like Ginger out there that's going around and saying, hey, this is what we can provide for your employees. This is why it's beneficial. This is why your employees want it and why it's good for morale and productivity and all those other things, I think can be really helpful. So I'm really excited about it. I've never used it. My employer doesn't provide it. But if anyone out there, if your employer does provide this as a resource for you, let us know because I think it sounds really awesome. Um, And I've actually, I know we've heard of at least one law firm that provides um, a subscription to Headspace to its employees, which I thought was really cool. That's cool. And I think is, again, just like important for the industry for employers to start. Well, I mean, we've talked about law firms being more open, and I think one way to for law firms to be more open and to help reduce stigma in this industry is to provide resources like that. So yeah. I think that's really cool. And you've used Headspace, I've used right? Headspace, yeah. I think I talked about it a bit last time. Okay. So, yeah, it's yeah, meditation, right. meditation-focused. Um I like how um, a variety of levels it can accommodate. So like from very like beginner, I've never sat and meditated before. And what is this sort of like three minute breath work exercises all the way to they have meditations for doing the most random of activities. Meditations for when you're dog walking, like all like all sorts of like different things and tactics. I really I haven't used them probably in about a year. Um, I just sort of fell off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, assumedly they have even more stuff out now. But I really enjoyed the app while I was using it. Cool. So this isn't an application. Um, well, let's see. I feel like we should move to like podcast talk from apps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, obviously we are a mental health resource podcast. So <laughs> please continue <laughs> listening to us. Um, First and foremost. I do want to talk about a podcast that has personally helped me a lot. It has mixed reviews from my from Caitlin and other uh, friends of ours. <laughs> um, but I love this podcast and it for sure has helped me in mental health therapeutic ways. It's called Unfuck Your Brain. It's by Cara Lowenthal. And um, she just sort of goes through and tackles problems both in work and relationships and reframes the way that you're thinking about stuff and I've heard comments um across the board about this I know a lot of people already probably listen to her it's really popular um some people think that it's repetitive as far as the topic she used other people think that you can apply it widely it actually started as um what was called the lawyer's stress solution so this was actually tailored to lawyers when she first came out with this podcast and she is a lawyer right? she is an attorney yeah she's a harvard attorney she's super okay. smart she used to work in uh reaper rights actually oh okay and um she started on a think tank she did a lot of things in her um in her legal career and then she became a life coach which she also sort of openly talks about like her career change and you know what her parents thought about her being like a harvard educated attorney doing you know quote-unquote big things by society standards to becoming a life coach yeah (laughs) so she explores that too i always really enjoy her um i pretty regularly listen to that podcast and Disclaimer, I am weirdly not a podcast person. I honestly don't love the medium of podcast. I listen to ours, obviously, religiously. And I listen to hers and I listen to TED Talks. But other than that, I'm not I'm not a great um, auditory learner. I learn by reading. Mm-hmm. So um, it takes a lot of focus for me to like pay attention to podcasts. But I would say that those are ones that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think Unfuck Your Brain is a good podcast. The one reason that I'm not super crazy about the podcast, just for like to give you guys both of our perspectives on this, is um, 
I've only listened to a couple episodes, but I found her perspective to be very one-sided and very matter-of-fact. So I was listening to one episode, and the way she was describing things and the way that she felt in a certain situation didn't really resonate with me. I didn't really relate to that feeling. But it felt like she was talking about it as though everyone feels that way. And maybe that was just my own like internal processing because I didn't relate to it. So I was like kind of bored with the episode and it kind of felt like she only had like a one-sided view of things. And I just feel like with mental health, it's really hard to have a one-sided view of things because everyone is so different and everyone processes things so differently and experiences things so differently. So that was my one sort of, not really qualm. It's just one reason that I am not super obsessed with it like you are. Um, But that being said, I do think that she is very knowledgeable. She's very smart. I think that her like genuine care for the topic comes through in her episodes. Another one that if you don't have time or the appetite for like hour long podcast episodes, one that I started listening to more recently is called The Savvy Psychologist. And it's kind of cool. It's the Savvy Psychologist Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Mental Health. And the episodes are like 15 to or 10 to 15 minutes long. They're very small, discrete topics. One I just listened to is three mini mindfulness exercises you can do without meditating. And it's just very simple things like be present in the moment and I think one of the one of the topics um, or one of the tips that she gave in that episode was the rule of five. And you start with, um, I forget which way it goes, but basically you work through each of your senses. And so you start with like one thing that you can feel. And then you do two things that you can hear, three things that you can see, four things that you can smell, five things that you can taste. That is not the right number. I don't remember (laughs) what order she goes in. It's probably more like one thing you can taste up to like five things you can see because that's a lot easier. Five flavors in your mouth. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but so I I think that that podcast is really cool, too, because it is like more like 10 to 15 minute episodes. You can do it when you're like walking out to your car after work or walking into the building in the morning or when you leave for your lunch break, something like that. Um, It's a lot easier to like fit it into and and. By the way, the host is actually a psychologist, so she is a mental health professional. Whoa. I know. Finally, (laughs) a mental health professional comes to the forefront. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, so yeah, that was another podcast I wanted to mention. And I'll just say it again. It's the Savvy Psychologist's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Mental Health. Um, The only other, I think, podcast that I've experienced that sort of um, may rotate to mental health are really TED Talks. Um, Yeah. You can sort of cycle through TED Talk titles and, and pull what you're feeling. I okay. was I was feeling some um, anxiety the other day related to like passion and creativity, just as super, you know, 10,000 feet topics. And I listened to um, one of the TED Talks called The Power of Creativity. And what the TED Talk podcast are is they are um, a podcast adapted from different TED Talks. So they'll, for example, for the creativity one, they took information from in talks from three different live TED Talks and input it into this podcast and also further interviewed the speakers. And I really, um, I really enjoyed it. There was one um, piece of this episode from Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what she's famous for anyway. She's written other novels. Um, but she was talking about like, curiosity and passion and how people often get 
you know, anxious over like needing to feel this towering flame of passion and this hunt for it and you're never quite fulfilled. And she sort of suggested an alternative and it was like, why don't you be like curious about something like every day? That's yeah. something that everyone can access versus, you know, what's your one undying passion in this world and you better get it right and get it quick before you die kind yeah. of messaging. <laughs> so I don't know. I really, um, I really like that. And I feel like it was obviously not, you know, in name were obvious as to mental health, but it was something that I was like sort of seeking at that time. And I feel like it calmed my anxiety. Yeah. So, um, don't sort of ignore the possibility of listening to topic related podcasts or maybe not centered on mental health, but that can imply whatever issue that you may be anxious or depressed or Mm -hmm. feeling some other mental health symptom about. All right. So that's podcast. That's podcast. Yeah. I did what I mentioned kind of like, Again, sort of more alternative forms to traditional mental health treatment. Um, a lot of my friends do yoga. They do meditation, obviously. There are specific, like, breath work things you can do that, mm-hmm. um, I guess, are sort of meditative or a form of meditation in general. I know a lot of those things work for people, and that could also be maybe a bridge, and you can sort of try it out and see how that affects your mental health if at all yeah um I know I I practice yoga off and on for a long time now and I feel like at differing stages in my life it affects my mental health and other times it doesn't and other times it's just you know I have my body moving and that's good and that's elevated my mood a bit and that's yeah. good for the day I don't need it to tackle some like thing I've been thinking through or provide a basis to tackle something yeah. so um, but I know it does that for other people. If you haven't done yoga before, so I used to hate yoga. Like when I was growing up and I was playing soccer and basketball and softball and um, running track and doing all the different sports, I was like, yoga is not a sport. I hate yoga. Like <laughs> I'm all about like rough and tough and fun and like hard workouts and cardio workouts. I was like, I can't do yoga. Like I don't have the patience for that. But then when I really got into it and I started actually understanding what yoga was about which is that like mindfulness Mm -hmm. and um introspection I I really liked it I found that it can be very relaxing it can be even if you just use it as a time of your day to like calm your mind and you can use it as like an outlet for thinking about a certain thing or like a lot of times when you do a class they'll tell you to set an intention for the practice so it's a very like mindful workout and I think for a long time I hated it because I couldn't get my brain on board I was like trying to like do um downward dog but like thinking about a million other things and not paying attention to like what my body was doing um so I I I I will reiterate yoga even though I don't do it a lot and I did not like it for a very long time I think it can be a really good way to just start like learning about yourself a little bit more yeah it's like about self-assessment and accessing that for sure more so than it is the workout which it took me a while to to figure that one out too yeah but yeah I'm glad I did yeah a same um okay so I think one really cool resource that we want to talk to you guys about is the lawyer depression project I'll let Laura kind of take it over because she knows a lot more about it than I do. But we actually had one listener reach out and suggest this to us as well. Um, Laura had already found it. I hadn't heard of it at this point, but it's really cool. Um, We are going to try to get involved if we can. So um, 
I'm excited to talk about it. You tell them what yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm excited too. So this is a grassroots group that was just started um, this year. And what it basically is, I think it's primary well, last function. year. Was it 2019 or 2020? Oh gosh, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> 2019. Um, I still have been writing 2019 on things. I know. So who so knows what year it is. It'll be like that for the next eight months for me. It's Time fine. is a social construct, everyone. Here's your <laughs> reminder. I feel like we keep saying that and we're like going to become this weird conspiracy theory podcast now. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> the Lawyer Depression Project. Um, so I think it's like primary function is to be like kind of an anonymous open web forum to discuss mental health. So that's what I picked up on as far as um, like its main use in my eyes is being like really, really helpful. Yeah. And I think it's like a bi-monthly peer-to-peer like social support network is what it is. So it's attorneys talking to each other about um, – what is happening over there? Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know if that picked up in the background, but I was trying to open the Lawyer Depression Project, and my phone is just playing a video of the Arsenal fucker. getting sto- oh getting scored God. on. Oh, my God. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't watch the game earlier, so I had to, like, catch up on the goals. Oh, my God. I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> soccer so girl sorry. problem. I was really trying to just open the Lawyer no, Depression I'm Project website. to, like, talk about depression and Caitlin's over here watching soccer this is the story of my life actually Arsenal is very depressing this year so <laughs> it's very on theme I don't know Great. if any of you guys out there are soccer fans but if you're an Arsenal fan I stand with you in our mutual depression maybe they can lean into the lawyer depression project yeah it'll be exciting <laughs> <laughs> anyway um this this particular project has a ton of good feedback. It is completely free to join. I have not joined yet, so I haven't experienced this I'm from the member right side. Now. But yeah, I'm going to join soon. I want to be part of this like peer-to-peer kind of like social networking aspect. And when I say networking, I, I mean like it's some of the conversations that I read from the article um, that I was looking at. People would say things like, oh, has your firm sort of instituted this policy yet? I've Or I've felt weird about like talking to my firm about my major clinical depression and like people will talk about that and I think that there's mental health professionals in there too but anyway if anything it's like solidarity with people who have maybe just started out in the practice of law or who have been there for forever um when it first started I believe it already had 100 members so it's a nice healthy like robust group already yeah yeah that's a lot yeah yeah within like you know however long of its opening this article was written so that's something to check out for sure we're gonna join as members and we'll give you guys an update on our experience um from that end and let you know what we think um I also wanted to talk about different other lawyer specific mental health resources so the ABA offers a wealth of mental resources actually and it's weird because I've I've literally never heard of them before I started yeah, researching I no them. idea yeah um they have so this is geared towards law students but there's the whole mental health toolkit and I was reading some of the articles and it was like this like 50 page like powerpoints so it's easy to read etc and to kind of scroll through um but it was talking about the reasons that this industry like attracts and manifests different mental health issues it yeah. was talking about like how law school and identity can can become so entwined. So I know obviously we're not in law school anymore, and I know we talk about um, law school resources. I know not all of y'all are in law school. However, I thought it was interesting to kind of like read about and go through like the ABA's law student kind of mental health resources because yeah. I don't know, like part of the problem or part of the issue I feel like is identifying like 
well, how did this for me, like, how did my anxiety get to this point? Or like, how did this even start? Why did law school specifically, like, I think exacerbate some of these things? Yeah. Why was I attracted to the study of law? Or like, what is one of the reasons, you know? So it was interesting to kind of like, I don't know, it was sort of like in therapy, like, oh, what bad thing did your parents do to you back when? And how is it affecting (laughs) me now in my career, in my life? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that it was interesting. So don't, don't ignore like those law, law student resource things, because I don't know, I thought it was like interesting to read. And I related to a lot about like what they were saying and vice versa. Like if you're a student, don't be hesitant to kind of look at attorney resources because yeah. obviously you guys are flowing into this industry yeah we're you're, all the same people right, right. like we're you're all in bringing this together with you all your mental health yeah. like greatness and and damages so yeah I think it's kind of interesting because I have always had like a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to like institutional resources mm-hmm. like the ABA like I'm always like oh yeah I'm sure they like care about mental health like care in quotes because like <laughs> We wouldn't be in this position if, like, the American Bar Association was actually really good at handling mental health. Like, we wouldn't have so much stigma in an industry that is so full of mental illness that people don't know how to deal with. But at the same time, like, there is something to be said about, like, the resources being there and people not using them. Yeah. So I think that we owe it to ourselves as an industry to try. For sure. And to look at these resources that the ABA has to offer. And if they're not great, then, like, it's probably our job to say something. Right. Um, Let's give feedback, et cetera. Yeah. Like, I mean, they yeah. commissioned a whole study about mental health a yeah. few years ago. And I yeah. don't remember the date. And they still have. So they have an official commission on lawyer assistance programs called COLAP. Okay. And you guys can look that up specifically to bring up your mental health resources for um, like professionals in the field, like yeah. practicing law. Um, and again, I, there's a lot of resource listed. I was scrolling through them. I don't know. So a lot of them are articles. They do have a podcast actually, but it's like a, like a six or eight episode series. So yeah. it's, I don't think that it's still currently. Yeah. I think I saw ongoing. that when we were first starting this, cause we were checking to see if there was anyone yes. else out there that was already doing this. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that, but yeah, I think it's very limited. Right. It's limited. It's like a, it's, I don't know if it's, it's an ongoing thing. No, I don't think it is an ongoing thing. Uh, we should reach out to them. We should reach out to them. We should be hey, their ABA. ABA. Do you guys want to just buy our <laughs> podcast and we'll record episodes for you and yeah. you can pay us to Perfect. do it. Sounds great. Then we won't have to pay for our studios. Awesome. We're rich. Days. Yes. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. Um, but yeah, so there are resources out there. Um, again, I didn't know about any of them and they weren't communicated to me or like super direct at all before I started hunting for them. Um, they are there. Let us know what you guys think about like the usefulness of these. Um, but that, that is something that is out there that's worth exploring at least. And you know, if it's not sufficient, like we as lawyers and as law students should raise our hands and say, oh great, you have a commission out awesome that's yeah. so awesome can you make it better yeah, or can yeah. we have more of x or y or z or whatever it is it's our yeah. it's our american bar association it's our industry yep. we should be directing this yeah i think that's what we're here for with this podcast too is like to start i mean we have to start somewhere right and mm-hmm. it starts by seeing what's already out there and figuring out how we can improve that and figuring out what's missing so we can fill those gaps and i just joined the lawyer depression project i'm Ooh. definitely going to try to participate in that and figure out what I can do there. Another thing that we don't really have on our list, but that might be really helpful is turning more to like local bar associations. Mm, Um, So I recently joined the Virginia Bar Association and the health law section. 
And one thing that I would like to figure out, I did a little bit of searching today, and as far as I can tell, they don't have a mental health committee or section yet within the Young Lawyers Division, which is what I'm a part of, just based on age. Um, so I, I am thinking about starting something. I don't know what that something would be or what that really means, but I think that there are other bar associations out there that do already have those projects or those um, committees or that focus. So I, I would encourage, and we actually have some bar associations that like follow us on Instagram and sometimes like our posts and engage with our posts. So I, I would encourage you to look at your local bar association as well and see what they have out there, if anything. And if not, you should be the person that makes that happen. Yeah, you definitely should. And we can help you. Yeah, we'll you, help you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of local bar associations, I forgot to mention lawyers helping lawyers. Oh, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just looked it up again. This just changed, I swear, because I was looking at this last week. And I think lawyers helping lawyers is now called the... Virginia Judges and Lawyers Assistance Program, at oh. least for Virginia. Oh, okay. So, um, whichever, it's still the same exact thing. It looks like they just had a name change. And this is confidential assistance for legal professionals dealing with mental health or substance abuse issues. Yeah. So it's confidential. They have a hotline. They have groups. They can offer individual counseling. Um, we'll post the details of that as yeah. well. Uh, we hopefully will be getting the director of our local lawyers helping lawyers um, to chat soon yes, I need to reach back on our list hand. so um that's another that's another good one that I've always heard positive things of we actually I think we had a lawyers helping lawyers student chapter when we were at school yeah I think they were really active not that I ever utilized William, them I didn't either I, but I but I know people that were involved and I think they were really active at William and Mary I don't know about now but um yeah yeah, that's definitely a good resource. And and I know people that were involved. I'm not sure if they still are. But so if you have questions, reach out to us. I can connect you with some people that can help. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so we have talked about apps. Yep. We have talked about podcasts. We have talked about websites. We have talked about organizations, books. I mentioned one book that mm -hmm. I'm currently reading. Um, you, well, you've yeah, mentioned about two. The square. We're going to start a book club yes. segment. Yes. You'll learn all about our books are reading. Yes. Are too excited. Which means I need to actually read. Yeah. <laughs> I am reading it. It's just that reading is hard to find time to do. And I will like lay down to read and then I fall asleep. You out. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. So we will start a book club segment and let you know all about the books that we're reading that are relevant. Um, and yeah, I think. Is that it? Are we yeah, ready for Happy it. Pills? Happy homework? Pills and homework. Let's do it. Okay. Happy Pill is my office is done. Yeah, I mean, mostly done. Like, I still have a couple more things to hang up, but, like, it's mostly done. And it looks beautiful. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and the other night, my partner was out, and I did all of the hanging up of all of the things. Whoa. I had the drill out. I had the screwdriver, Whoa. the hammer, Careful. my box of, like, different screws oh and God. nails and You're different size stuff. you gay heart. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we Lady have already drill. talked about the fact that I present as more gay than you For do. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So um, that was really empowering to just, like, get out the drill and, like, do all the fun stuff. <laughs> and um, now my office looks really good. And neither of us took over the Instagram this week. So... I'll do that next week and show you guys my office now that it's finished. I was like on my couch for a week working and also like at a cafe. So it wasn't really conducive to 
like showing you guys my day <laughs> because it wasn't really that great. Um, but I'll show you guys my office. I'm super excited about it. That's my happy pill. I've been like just living in there. And then we did, um, we had our little self-care Sunday oh, we did, together. Yeah. That was and a good we, one. yeah, we went to this local place called Plant Bar where you basically make a terrarium. You get the glass and the sand and any shells and air plants and succulents. And so now that's in my office yeah. and it looks super cute. And then I spent a lot of money on a snake plant <laughs> that also looks super cute. Uh, is worth it. Yeah. Yes. For snake plants, low light tolerant, et cetera. Exactly. I, plants all day. I literally, he put water in the snake plant cause they pot it for free at this place we went to and he put it, he put the snake plant in the pot and he gave it to me. He was like, okay, I watered it. So I would wait for like a month until you water it again. I was like, yes, yes. this is the type of plant I need everywhere. Literally snake plants for the month. Meanwhile, I bought a pitcher plant, which is a carnivorous plant, oh, which yeah. is a giant pain in the ass to take care yeah. of. It requires like distilled water and misting and all these yeah. like sophisticated. You have to put like plant. droplets of water yes. in each of the pitchers. Like <laughs> I am, I am a neglectful parent at best. I have plants covering my house. I love plants, but yeah, I'm vaguely neglectful. So this oh, is going to be an interesting experiment. Yeah, but yeah, that's my happy pill. My office is super cozy, and I finally feel comfortable working in there, and Yay. it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, my happy pill is that my anxiety has been pretty low lately for the last nice. like couple of weeks, which I was also additional happy pill bonus is that I recognize that. Yes. That was a happy thing. Self-assessment. Like, right. Because I never, I never, um, I never kind of check in and celebrate when <laughs> symptoms aren't there or yeah. when things are good. I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is how it should be, <laughs> which is fine. But, you know, you don't get to celebrate those little like, oh, I've been feeling pretty level lately. Yeah. That's nice. Um, and I, I don't know if anything has changed or if anything's incited that but whatever I'm enjoying it in the meantime I was able to actually like stay in on Saturday night which nice. if you know me I literally never do I'm always I'm always out anyway but especially I felt like I had this hang up about like Friday and Saturday nights and I actually I stayed in I didn't do anything on Saturday night as far as like do anything with other people and I stayed in and I had plans on Friday but we also stayed in so um yeah I don't know I had a low-key weekend I was actually able to like enjoy that and feel fine nice. about staying in and I didn't have anxiety about it and have all this like weird extroversion FOMO about like should I go out I was kind of like no I'm like kind of you know I did a lot of things I'm tired and I'm okay yeah. with going to bed and I was and I woke nice. up and I was like wait we're not freaking out about that okay we're gonna roll with this so <sighs> I love that yeah it was nice so th those are my those are my happy pills and I'm looking forward to like maybe like doubling down on that and maybe trying to do that again this weekend Ooh. and seeing how that feels I'm like well if you need encouragement hit me up because <laughs> that's all I do on weekends lately uh, <laughs> I will I will all right guys homework homework uh all right for the homework this week check out one of the resources that we have talked about mm -hmm. or something new that you find on your own. Yeah, let us know your mental health resources because we obviously haven't covered even a fraction. Yeah, there's got to be more. Of them. And I also want to hear about your guys' therapy experience if you, if you have any because we covered CBT, but we have not covered ACT, DBT, like other... So like, many letters. Yes, all the acronyms. <laughs> um... A lot of other popular ones that I know people have tried before. I want to hear about that. Yeah. Join our book club. Yes. Once join our book club. <laughs> <laughs> Once we begin, join our book club. Yes. Anything else? 
I don't think so. Cool. Well, I hope you guys have a lovely week. Yes. And we will see you next Mental Health Monday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, self-care partners. Just a reminder to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you don't mind, give us a follow on Instagram at Emotion for Mental Health and like us on Facebook. If you want to participate in our conversation, slide into our DMs or shoot us an email at emotionformentalhealth at gmail.com. Talk, Talk to, to you soon. soon.